Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to tonight's Dash Radio show. I'm Dawn Wright to Bronx and my co-host is here, Mr. Peter Mingles. Peter is right here. <laughs> it's our fun day. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. And uh, we talk about stuff on Tuesdays, and we, we like Tuesdays because we don't get to talk about. We hardly get to talk at all if we sure, don't this talk. Is, this show. is where we talk. Sorry if you guys <laughs> poking in. Hey, poking yeah, in. thanks for thanks for being with us when we have our only weekly conversation these days. So <laughs> for an hour straight. That, for an hour straight. Yeah. It's going to change, though. I have I have a feeling it's going to increase dramatically and in, in very short order, and then you're going to, we're going to be sick of each other. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you came up with a good topic. Let, go ahead. You get to deliver what it's going to be. We did. Well, we're going to talk today about everybody should be, at least when we say should, you know, that's if you want to be, you know, so we'll be polite about it. But everybody really needs to have that entrepreneurial spirit like rekindled, I think, now more than ever before. But you know what, Don? before we even get into that, I forgot that Monday was Memorial Day when we were doing our shows last week. Oh, Because that's we were right. always so, you know, I don't know about you, but every your life, my life lately has been, like, if we're usually high speed, we just kind of kicked in the turbo again, you know, mm-hmm. between graduations and projects and everything else like that. And we forgot even to acknowledge that Monday was Memorial Day. And oops, <laughs> that's because people keep running out while I'm on my show. So now they're going to have to figure it out, and I'm running to my office. That's right. So, so life showed up at the desk. Right on, right on time. So, so the cool thing is that to get the puppies in the background, which is really kind of neat. But um, we we kind of missed it because we were so busy with everything else that was going on last week. We didn't acknowledge Memorial Day, and I. That's right. I don't have many members. Actually, I should. I, I don't. I don't have any members of my family that ever were in the military that I know about. Like nobody in my immediate family. So it didn't have the same. It doesn't have the same personal situation. Like I didn't lose anybody in a war, anything else like that. But obviously, for those people that did fight the hard fight and still do so today, you know, my hats off to you. How do you put? How do you put words into someone who goes out there and either puts their life at risk or? supports putting, you know, their life at risk for the things that we get a chance for to us. do on a regular basis for free. That's you know, right. So. You know, I mean, I'm going to say to Jeff Wright and to my son and my dad and and Richard Howard, a very, very dear friend of mine who has been, I mean, I'm talking like he's held together by scotch tape and paper clips um, and has had so many surgeries, they can't even put him out anymore from the Agent Orange that he consumed. Um, for uh, fighting for our freedom, so you know it's um, it's an amazing, amazing thing that uh, that these guys do for us and these women do for us every single day, fighting to keep our freedoms secure. So um, thank you, all of you, very yep. much. So we get a chance to do the cool stuff and be able to help support you at over over here at home 
when we can't do the stuff like you guys are doing on the battlefield. So I just wanted to say that. Okay, so anyway, mm-hmm. so we missed that one. We're coming up to the 4th of July weekend. Yeah, Father's Day is coming up, the 4th of July. We won't miss those as well. But we've, you know, Dawn, let's face it, we've had busy weeks leading up yeah. to the production of the radio show and a whole bunch of other things. And I don't, I know for me, uh, the entrepreneurial spirit has always been there. But I'd say more now than ever before do people have to have the consciousness of being that entrepreneur. And whatever definition that might mean for some people. So whether it's, you know, hey, listen, uh, get a a second gig going on. If you're working at a regular full-time job, maybe do something where you can start to maybe run a little home-based business. If you're someone that is, um, uh, you know, like, for instance, uh, for people like me, I am not agriculturally (laughs) inclined, you know, so it's like if I had to grow my own food, I'd really be messed up, but the reality is, you know, go out there and plant the garden, be that little entrepreneur, you know, grow that tomato that you might actually throw on your salad, you know, so that all this, all that sort of stuff, I think is a mindset that really people need to have right now. And, you know, just another side of this is if you think you're an entrepreneur and you have your own business, but you're struggling, you might need to start thinking in terms of, okay, what else? What's something different? How can I be more agile? Because I'm, I'm right now working with a company who's got a great business model. I love these guys, okay? But, you know, I came from a world of agility. And, you know, agility is critical in this day and age. Like we were listening to Rachel Fields. Okay, and she called me up and said, hey, can we do a concert at your house? Um, Musicians are having to be agile. People are having to look at their current business model and say, what's working and what doesn't? Is this making me money? Just because I'm comfortable and it's what I've always done, is it making me money? Is it floating the boat? And if it's not, what can I do differently? What can I get rid of? What's bogging me down or what's a new way to market what's a new thing i can do so um there's being that entrepreneur even if you're already an entrepreneur what's a new way that you can and reignite that entrepreneurial spirit and be more of an entrepreneur than you're currently being right now because we all get comfortable we all get comfortable i get comfortable Right, and what could you be doing now, even if you are comfortable, to be able to set yourself up for when it might be uncomfortable for this way you're not kind of like totally shot, you know, blindsided, if you will. So I don't know right. and I'm, I'm also saying, Peter, that people who are uncomfortable financially are so used to doing things the way they always did them that uh-huh. they don't they're they're uncomfortable in their un, in their discomfort but they're so comfortable with the way they've always run their business they just keep running it that way Correct. even if it's not working for them right now yep you know like in 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 any kind of recessive economy recessive i don't know if that's the proper Works term for me. but we know any, what you mean. okay <laughs> it's just us right <laughs> um you know in any situation like this one the world and the the community that is your customer is thinking differently now so if they're thinking differently, we have to think differently. What's going to actually serve them? It might not be what we've always given them. Even if it was successful 15 minutes ago, if it's not successful right now, what else or what different thing can I be providing? What service, what additional service, what what can I get rid of that's just bogging me down? Thinking of terms of operating lean and then shifting those micro shifts or major shifts 
Um, because I know people who are really uncomfortable that are just still doing the same thing. And it's because we get so comfortable with what we've always done that even we're, we're hoping it'll pass. But what if it doesn't pass? What if this is the way it's going to be and it gets worse? What if hyperinflation occurs like they've predicted? What if? You know, what are people going to need six months or a year from now if it gets worse? Because if we start thinking along those lines, we can't lose, right? Nope. I mean, you know, we, it could swing back and we'll all still have the stuff we always had if it does. But if it doesn't, if we're forward thinking and we think, okay, what would somebody need if they have a business six months from now if the economy gets worse? If they lop another tax on the small business owner and say, we're going to gouge you for that. We know we screwed it up and big banking took advantage and we we totally created this mess, but we're going to go ahead and take it out on the small female business owner or the single dad who's busting his butt trying to go ahead and make ends meet. And, and you know, all of the stuff that all of the entrepreneurs we know are doing and they're, they're putting extra taxes and they're saying they need more employers but they're killing any option of anybody being able to hire. So it's it's a situation where we need to start thinking on our feet as entrepreneurs. How are we going to cure the economy, we, right. our own economy? That's right. Absolutely, positively. You know, you're kind of picking off some of the topics that I wanted to talk about today relative okay. to this stuff. So you're, we're right up on track. And, you know, there are certain, <laughs> there are certain sections of our country that are probably booming, you know, the, those in, like, for instance, i got people that tell me, I'm going to North Dakota because maybe the oil fields or the oil shale fields or whatever it might be, they're booming like crazy. I was in, um, what the heck, oh, I was with a gal named Jeannie over in my, over in Salt Lake City earlier this month when we were doing a little preparedness show, and I ran across a guy that actually makes these little mobile homes. They're like cabins with wheels. And he says, oh, we're building these things for like 40000 bucks a pop, and we're bringing them over to the minefields or the oil fields over in North Dakota because these guys are, they, they can't even find enough hotel rooms. There's no houses, but everybody's doing these kinds of things. So there may be some portions of our economy that are booming that are saying, like, where are these guys coming from? But the majority of the people that I speak to in my regular business, they're struggling. And, and they're struggling, like, big time. And it's a mindset, I think, that started to take over. And I'm going to use some things specific to um, conversations I've had with other people around this weekend and weekends in general. Here's what I found on. We're finding more home-based business people not working the weekends. And on a Monday holiday like Memorial Day, forget about it. It's like a ghost town. And why is that? Well, I don't know. But I think they're losing the entrepreneurial thing or the spirit because a lot of times you can do more work on a Saturday, especially if you're helping people build a home-based business, or a Sunday. Those are almost like the two best days of the week because you catch people when they're home. But here's what I think is going on. You said something about the complacency of the comfortable feeling about being uncomfortable. I think mm -hmm. a lot of people in times of stress are starting to revert back into like, there's nothing going on. I can't point? figure out how to – what's mm -hmm. the point? And then they go into employee, if you will, Monday through Friday, weekdays, weekend mentality, whereas they mm -hmm. don't even bother trying to work on the weekends anymore because they need that time for relief from the stress and the pressures of it not mm -hmm. happening on whatever they're doing Monday through Friday. 
So I think mm-hmm. there's a real negative trend that's starting to settle in. I've noticed it, but I've spoken to so many people most recently, and just this past weekend, it hit because I found that last week, a lot of if if you didn't push it, it didn't roll, and that's not the way <laughs> entrepreneurs are supposed to be that week. Mm-hmm. So I'm just seeing it's kind of like a, a mindset, if you will. And we're coming right about to the uh, break time. And since I've been nominated to do breaks, I have to kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like a new I Wowie one, and there's a wow. new On Purpose Person one, and okay. there's but whatever one you pick, you know, I it'll just work just find fine. One that looks like it's push a button right. and see I'm what happens. <laughs> Just don't push the red one. <laughs> I know. So for all those people that are listening in and you're 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 blessed by having me push buttons I have to I have to find one that would probably be one that we would probably push. So here we go. Ready? Okay. I, I hope this is it. Here we go. All right. With iWowee, you've got a comprehensive video communication suite that will deliver more power, more impact, and more features than any other option. The iWowee video suite offers all these powerful tools and more. Multi-purpose video email for individualized one-to-one messages. Powerful video conferencing for collaborating many-to-many. Fast, efficient broadcasting for elegant one-to-many communications. There's no complicated separate products, no confusing monthly subscription plans, and no special hardware to buy. If you've got a webcam and internet access, you have all the tools you need to strengthen relationships, expand any business, touch lives, and change the world. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show. And that's right. We are back to the dash, and this is Dawn Wright DeBrance and Peter Mingles, and we're talking about being an entrepreneur in times where it's tough being an entrepreneur, but when it's it's the most critical that we all find that entrepreneurial spirit within us and, and we, we pull ourselves up by the bootstraps, per se. Yep, absolutely. And there's um, more... You know, I- and, and, even just listening to that commercial, Peter, it gave me thought of what our conversation was before the show about something that I know that the company that I now work for needs and how we need you for that. And it's it's like if everybody can be thinking in terms of how they can utilize and support each other in the entrepreneurial community right now, um, the things that can can come of that are pretty powerful things. Um you know, I think that one of the things that we've been hearing a lot about and just kind of resonating among our guests and everything, and, and even when talking to Rachel Fields and the musicians in, in our midst, it, it's like the sense of community, you know, and the village will raise this child, you know. It's and the village will get through this. We will get through this together if we work together and if we if we take the mindset of, how do we link arms and support each other, and how do we make sure, you know what, when we hear that somebody needs something, we think of someone that we're connected with that we can make a referral for. How do we support each other through this? Because this is tough times no matter who you are. And if you're in it alone and you're rowing the boat by yourself, it's really, really, really heavy tides someday. 
But if if you have friends and you you guys stick together, and you know even in the toughest times, in 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 some of those dark nights of the soul, we were talking about with um, with last week's guest. I I sat there listening to her talk about the dark nights of the soul, and you know I've been through some of those recently. You know, um, they weren't drug and alcohol related, but we all have them, and so. You know, knowing that we have a friend that's on the other side of the phone or somebody that's thinking of us and that's bird-dogging for us so that if, if there's business that's to be done, they're going, hey, I have a friend who who does exactly that. Let me give you that number. Um, and I think it's it's critical that we think like that in this kind of day and age. I agree completely. I agree absolutely completely. And there's um, uh, one of the points I wanted to make is there's a lot of telltale telltale signs that we're swimming upstream and sometimes people don't know that maybe there's dark clouds that are appearing. Let me give you kind of an example. As a small business owner, I see more regulations coming, you know, all over the place than ever before. I'll just use one example. A company just today was closed down, libertyreserve.com. LibertyReserve.com was an electronic wallet type company. And they were shut down. I mean, shut down. And, you know, when you read the press about that, you just see the press is absolutely, I hate to, well, I, I don't hate to say it, you got to scream it. You can't always believe everything that you read. Because they said the whole, yeah, they said the whole thing was, was the whole company and all the transactions, like all, like almost every one of them, were based on fraudulent transactions. And that's impossible to be true, because I know some of my customers had asked me, do you take that method of payment? And we and we started to. So, you know, obviously when I see that they've been closed down, I'm like, oh, shoot, I guess I should have pulled that money out faster. But when <laughs> companies like that can just disappear, um, they did the same thing with um, a subsidiary of Bitcoin, a new way of, you know, moving money around, not necessarily mm-hmm. money laundering, just moving money around, like PayPal mm-hmm. was when it first mm-hmm. got started. You know, and all those other types of things, these companies are under attack, and mm-hmm. they just literally were shut down. Now, that is a big issue for people that are trying to do things online. The the mm-hmm. news just squoes a little bit more, especially for that little guy that might not necessarily be interested or be able to set up a merchant account, you know, because his credit is messed up and they only want Mm -hmm. people with perfect credit. And maybe he found an alternative way to be able to sell his product or services. And in essence, you know, when the government agencies come down, now we don't know that much about, um, I don't know that much about the internal workings of that specific company. And I betcha any time, there's an opportunity for the bad guys to infiltrate. Chances are they might have, but mm-hmm. I would bet you not 100% of the transactions were done fraudulently through that company. And that's an attack on entrepreneurs because it was a method by which they were able to sell their products and services and move the money around that had nothing to do with fraud, had everything to do with I needed an alternative way. So there was, you know, there's other things like, for instance, Dawn, I'll give you an example. I just got, and again, we're talking about having to swim upstream where the current's gotten a little bit, a, a little bit uh, uh, faster. I just got a notice about my health insurance plans, 80 bucks per month per family. It's going to go up in July. 
80 oh bucks per month per family. And you think about that, 80 bucks per month. Now, Donna, you know, prefacing this, last year it went up uh, 60 bucks. So 60 bucks the first year, just last year, 80 bucks now for me to cover anyone's family in my business or any other entrepreneur in my business went up $140 per month per family. And for those people that might be saying, well, that's, you know, that's either a lot or a little, let me tell you, that starts to change behavior of the entrepreneur or the small business person, who they can hire, who they'll put on full time, all of those issues. The entrepreneur is somewhat under attack. So we have to become sharper and brighter and figure out how we can make these things happen in a more hostile environment. Since I'm on a roll, let me share with you this. I've always gone grocery shopping on my own. Mm-hmm. I was flawed recently by a major retailer, and it doesn't matter which one it is because it probably could be any major retailer, but they had um, six rolls of, to- uh, not toilet paper, uh, paper towels. And, you know, for for the stuff we use paper towels around here for, we don't need bounty. So I buy the cheapest ones we possibly can find. It's six rolls for $3.26. So everybody now knows that I shop at Walmart. So all of a sudden, one one weekend, I go in, Dawn, and the rolls are now three seventy six. That's a $0.50 cent per package increase. Now, what's worse than that, when you opened up the package – it looked like you were already half done with every roll. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I had a woman who was a manager over at Walmart say, you know, they're really proud of their toilet paper. And <laughs> I thought that was a great way of saying it, way overpriced. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, really proud of their toilet paper. Um, you know, it's it's really it's it's really tough. When you see that people are, you know, and even or if they go ahead and they say that they went down in their price, but they went so far down in their quantity or their quality, um, you know, that their per unit prices are astronomically higher, but it looks like you saved money. Um, just it, it's a terrible feeling, you know, and people are looking for genuine ways that they can go ahead and and, and cut back right now. You know, and uh, you know it's 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 a tough state of affairs. You know, and and what what can you do about it besides make more money? That's and right. and really, that's what this is about. You're never going to save your way to financial security. I mean, I I let me put it this way: you might, but you're not going to clip coupons to get there. You know, that you're not going to you're not going to save your way to a million dollars. You're not going to. I'm not going to save my way to my kids being able to get into college at this point. Um, I have to earn that money, and in order to earn that money, I'm not going to do that working a day to, a nine to five job. I'm going to do it with my ingenuity and my expertise, and by thinking outside the day to day box. And that's what everybody's going to do. Um, you know, I've never seen anybody get you know incredibly wealthy working for somebody else. And I've rarely seen people make huge, huge, huge gains in their in their world and in their life, um, except if it's an entrepreneurial venture. You know, it, you can work for somebody else. It's their company, but, you know, it's like there's five of you. And <laughs> like the original Microsoft team, the original Apple team, they, all companies start out with the original entrepreneuristic venture, right? 
and the the original idea and the original core team that takes the lumps and works the weekends and works the holidays and does whatever it takes to get it done. Um, and then there's the people who go out and they just want to work a job and they want to do the same thing every day, day in and day out, and be guaranteed a paycheck. <clears throat> the days of those people getting ahead, I, I haven't heard of anyone in that kind of mentality getting ahead anymore. Um, I, I don't know that there is any real security in it. Um, a friend of mine works for a bank, and she said, you know, I really want to come and work with you guys on these great, uh, you know, creative, entrepreneuristic ventures. She's like, but I need security. I said, don't you work at a bank? Wasn't your branch just purchased, and you were you spent six months having to reapply for a job you already had, and you just took a 30% pay cut? Yeah. And you're telling me that's security? You know, and 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 really, she actually believed that I have less security than she does. Right. And it blew me away. You know, it blew me away that somebody that went through that in the last six months and has just survived it and financially is crippled by what just happened looks at entrepreneurism and thinks there's less security in it. I look at my skills and my capability and say I'm a cat and I can land on my feet. I can create something, and I know how to make a web page, and Alex knows how to do the SEO, and Aaron knows how to do the backlinking, and John knows how to do the design, and you know, and and Danny and Peter and all of, and we 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 can come up with an idea for a radio show, and be the dash a few months later. You know, that to me is true security. You know, because I don't ever count on whether or not somebody else does okay and they can pay my paycheck, you know. Um, we have our tough times. We do have our tough times, and we have to think outside the box and go, okay, what we've been doing all along isn't working. What do we got to do different? Um, you know, and, and all of us have those times in our businesses as well. But, you know, I would way rather be reliant on myself um, for my ability to eat tomorrow and to feed my kids than than somebody else especially somebody I've never met before. Absolutely. And if you really start to take a look at it through the little little um, thing that you had mentioned relative to your friend, if she took a 30% pay cut and she's still happy that a, uh, a check might come in on Fridays every other Friday or whatever it mm -hmm. might be, how in the mm -hmm. world does she handle the inevitable things that are happening on the other side of the equation as far as prices going up? You know, the the, the I, I, it was funny, Dawn. I... Um, I was picking up a bottle of saline solution in my bathroom, and one bottle was noticeably thicker than the other. Like One was like jumbo size, the other one smaller. And what they did was they reduced the size from 16 ounces down to 12. They didn't reduce the price, so it's a hidden version of inflation. And so you go through potato chips, and you go through bread to slice the... Uh, the, uh, the size of the loaf is smaller than ever before. You take a look at health insurance. You take a look at car insurance. Do you realize that, and I'm going to identify this one, I use oneandone.com for a lot of my domain name registrations. They increased their price starting July, four bucks per domain name per year. Now, that may not sound like much to anyone who only has a few domain names, registered. But for guys like me who do hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of domain names for our business, um, Dawn, that's four bucks per. 
one of my programmers was saying to me, do you realize you just had thousands of dollars added to your overhead for one reason, and that's a 37% increase. Now, they didn't give me more services. They just raised my price. And when you start to take a look at that, when you, when you say to that gal, you know, who lost 30% of her income, where in the world are you going to be able to turn that spigot up high enough to be able to make the differences? So for all those people listening in, and that's why we're doing an entrepreneurial radio show to kind of get that awareness, if you will, up and running. So, Don, I think it's ready for us to uh, push some buttons over here, and I'm going to push the next one. All right. One. Ready? Here we go. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. And we're back here at the Dash on Tuesdays talking about stuff. And today the topic is get off your ass and be an entrepreneur. <laughs> How's that? That's it. There we go. Go make it happen. Go yes, take control of your life, whether it's your food or your paycheck or whatever it might be. Set that mindset. Come on, you know, and and you know, there's people taking 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 it to the teeth right now. You know, there's companies getting shut down all over the place. Good companies, bad companies, the companies that you never saw it coming in a million years. Companies that have worked super hard to make sure it didn't happen. Companies who, you know, are you know, they're parking companies offshore. They're parking them here. They're parking them there, just trying to avoid the United States of America. Um, you know, and I'm watching. I have heard some of the top networkers say, "If it's a United States company, I won't work for it." I mean, right. you want to talk about crippling, okay? Yep. I have listened, and because I became the chief marketing officer for iWowie, and I talked to somebody the other day who said they're a U.S. company, and I won't work for another U.S. company. The United States is shutting down good companies, and I won't make another dime for this country. And I thought, wow, you know, this is this is crippling for my company, my industry, my country. Like, wow. And what do you do about it, Peter? You know. And then there's no security when they when they're they're getting into these little companies that are in the Seychelles Islands, and there's nothing regulating them, nothing making sure that they're a real company. But they're willing to take that risk over having the whole thing disappear inside the United States. And it's just, it's heart-wrenching, you know? I mean, what what do you do? What do you tell those people? Well, yeah, well, for, you know, first of all, it's a misguided statement. So, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but you understand where they're coming from because they see things like happen with, like I just said, Liberty Reserve. You take a look at what's happened with um, 
with companies like Bitcoin, and they're probably going to be the next ones that are going out. You take a look at what's happened before with anybody trying to uh, manage or move money. You take a look at some network marketing companies that have revenue sharing associated with it and the witch hunt. That well, they what's the company right that now. was together for a million years that just got shut down? Um, oh, gosh. We were floored company? by it. Huh? Oh, they were. They were Oh, Fortune, oh, Fortune High Tech. Yeah, that was it. Fortune that High Tech was around for a long time. You know, and, and maybe they had some challenges as well, but they were shut down. But also you start to get into it, Dawn, and, I, and oh, gosh, I mean, we're putting us on a recording, so I should really watch what I say. But let's take a look at the, how can I say, the misguided, the misguided leaders that we have in this country. When they went after Apple, or they're trying to blemish Apple's reputation, because mm-hmm. the only thing Apple did really smart was they're good at math. They hired the best accountants they could find who said, Where do we, what do we do to maximize our return for our investors? Because it's a publicly mm-hmm. traded company, which is, by the way, they have that fiduciary responsibility to handle. Mm-hmm. So they went out and figured out how they can hire the best attorneys, the best lawyers, the best whatever to figure it out so they can increase the profits for the country. And then you have these, I don't know, company. I, I don't want to use it. For the yeah, company, but, not the country. For the country, right, for their company, rather. Mm-hmm. And and they are a worldwide company now, so whatever they're doing is whatever they're doing and supplying lots of jobs for other people. And then you have people that really aren't very, very sophisticated. Unfortunately, most of them are politicians. Not all, but a lot of them are politicians, and they're starting to give them a bad rap because they're trying to lower their tax consequences <laughs> as a result of being very aggressive. I'm like, how stupid... And I, oh gosh, we're recording. Well, I'm recording this. So my name is Peter Mingle. Here's where I live. Here's my social security number. What the heck? But you really take a look at the politicians who are the ones that form the policy, and you say, "What are you stupid? What are you stupid? Of course, the company did whatever it had to to give its maximum return. That's mm-hmm. what companies are supposed to do. So they right. didn't beat the government for and not pay taxes on forty-four billion dollars. They hired smart accountants. They were entrepreneurs. They hired smart accountants, smart attorneys, figured out how do we do this in the global economy and how do we hold on to the cash? I right. would hope that anybody that was working for me would do the same thing. Right, right. And, and, I mean, with the kind of increases in the taxes that are crippling every single home in the United States right now, everybody is out there going, show me how to save some money right now. Please show me how to save the most I can on my taxes. I'm not really understanding how somebody finding those those abilities is doing anything wrong. I mean, that's what it's written for. Right. Um, you know, but I mean, I don't know any of the details about what happened with Apple. I love Apple as a company, as an entrepreneuristic ideal, as a technology. I just think they're they're the bee's knees. So um, you know, I I was hoping that they hadn't done anything illegal to save the money that they saved. You know, that was my biggest thing. Oh, please don't shut them down. Please don't let them get shut down. <laughs> you know, that would be just just horrendous in my world. But um, you know, I I don't understand how anybody could be harmed from a PR perspective for actually taking advantage of actual tax savings where they can get them. Right, they would just follow the rules that they were presented. And then you have these politicians who think they're going to bring these people up on Capitol Hill and beat them up and make them the villains for doing things that entrepreneurs are supposed to do. 
you know, there was another, you know, so in essence, we're talking about, you know, businesses being under attack. Apple is under attack by its competition. You have Google that's recreating the way the world works on technology, and they are a big, hairy monster who is just kind of like gobbling up everything they possibly can gobble up. You have other versions of technology. You have other smartphones. You have a lot of things. Apple is under attack. And then you have, you know, Steve Jobs is gone now. So you have a whole bunch of stuff. It's a competitive world. So why in the world should competition or people that are winning in the competitive world, based on doing things the right way, are the ones that are in trouble? Now, here's another one. This one's a little bit closer to home. We had, and, and we had a, oh, Frank Vandersloot's company, which is called Melaleuca. He was someone who was backing Mr. Mitt Romney when Mitt was going for president. So he's a pretty powerful guy, or I shouldn't say pretty powerful. He's a very powerful man. And he's built the Melaleuca business into being an empire. He's a billionaire, I'm sure, probably a couple of times over relative to the amount of money that they've actually made. He's an aggressive maybe overly aggressive leader of his own business. So, you know, if you, you either love Frank or you don't like Frank, depending on which side of the windshield you're on. But the reality is is that because he um, supported Mitt Romney, his business, Melaleuca, was under attack on several fronts because he donated to Mitt Romney as a result of the election, and they turned that man's life upside down. Now, there's a lot of people, maybe even some of the people on the phone, that are cheering that Frank's life was turned upside down. But the reality was is that they didn't find anything wrong, and he had to spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on legal fees. I'm sure it probably cost him distributors who would say stupid stuff like, I'm not going to work with you because. But the reality was is that, again, the entrepreneur is fighting and swimming upstream constantly on so many different avenues. But what's the alternative? In my opinion, Dawn, what's the alternative? If you're not pushing and fighting and becoming that entrepreneur and getting sharper skills and really doing the stuff that you need to make a stand, could you imagine surviving any other way in the competitive environment? The answer would be you'd have no shot at it. Yep. No shot at all. Not a chance. So anyway, so we're talking about entrepreneurs and doing that sort of stuff. So how does one person become like this, Don? Did you grow up like this, you know, or was it something that kind of grew up on you as you started, you know, graduated from school, you know, started working a business, realized that maybe the conventional way wasn't going to make it, I have to create my own path? How do people maybe sometimes that might be listening to this show say, did you guys like start up like this, or is this something that, you know, eventually you grew into? I I definitely started this way. Um, my dad was the CIO of Elizabeth Arden Corporation, and before then, he was you know he was all information systems. He was always about computers, and and um, I, on the other hand, grew up with the bug of I loved sales. I loved the restaurant business. I loved the fast pace, and I did try <clears throat> for a little while emergency medicine because. It had the intellect as well as the speed and the um, adrenaline and the the whole. I, I really liked the fast paced and I loved being able to help people and and so it had many of the things that uh, that a life of uh, of sales and direct sales and and that type of thing had. But 
really, I have always been about, you know, the next creative entrepreneuristic idea. I've never been, when I found Amway, and this was in, well, no, first it was Mary Kay. Mary Kay got me first because I, I was a girl and it was makeup. And um, and we went to a Mary Kay party and I was the only one who bought a kit. Everybody else bought lots of makeup and I bought a Mary Kay business. And I think that that was my first start. And really, I wasn't big into having Mary Kay parties at all. So I found another entrepreneuristic way of using it and I did photo shoots for models and I went and did their makeup. And so, you know, that was my spin. I didn't like the home party thing. Home parties were not my style. So when I found weight loss, you know, and I loved weight loss, and that became my next thing. And the next thing, you know, I found online business. And, you know, I I loved the multi-level marketing reality because I could help other people build a business And so I got the ability to help other people, and that's always been a really important piece of it to me. Um, I got the adrenaline side of things because it was always fast-paced and move, move, move. Um, And that was because that's what I created it to be. You know, I'm I'm not a sit on your duff and see if somebody else is going to make you a nickel kind of a person. I'm a very hard worker, and, and so I always became very um, aggressive in building my business. What am I going to do? How am I going to sell it? How am I going to create it? And who are my, my partners going to be? And who am I going to teach to create their own business? So I've always, you know, just jumped in with both feet and made it happen. And although the people around me all looked at me like I was crazy because I loved network marketing, you know, I mean, my first check in Amway was like 3 bucks, $3.47, you know, I I worked like a, I worked like a dog to make that check. I was running around all over town picking up products, dropping up products, and you know, I was I was walking stage and I was getting awarded for my behaviors as far as recognition. But it, it took me it took me a few companies and you know finding the right fit to find my niche within the home based business industry. Um, but I was born with it, Peter. I, I was always born with the desire to go out and create something new and to, to make the next thing happen and to, you know, to be the master of my own destiny. I just, I, I think I was permanently unemployable really early on, really early on, you know, and I say permanently unemployable and I, and I take really high end roles with companies, but that's because I'm a strategist. I, I love the I love what are we going to do to help people create another opportunity for themselves. I I was never satisfied with just going out and selling it in the field. I always wanted to help at the company level. Um you know, I I don't ever end up with a company just as 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 an employee, you know. Yes, I might be employed by them, but it's because I am passionately involved in what can we do for the people you know and and in sitting around and listening to people complain about the company in the field was never my style either so you know you get to a point where you're a leader in the field and you're doing all the selling and you have to become involved at the company level if you have a conscience right <laughs> right absolutely Absolutely. So I ended up, you know, I ended up getting so involved at the company level because the field required, you know, so many things that it ended up that I just ended up hopping in and, and rolling up my sleeves and saying, what can I do at the company level? And so, 
you know, I I love this industry. I love network marketing. I, you know, I cry myself to sleep some nights thinking about what has happened to our industry, you know, and and the hits that it's taken and the hits that I've taken and the hits that you've taken and the people that we know and love. And it's like, what can we do to help our industry and what can we do to help entrepreneurs out there because the dream is still alive. It might be choking and sputtering and coughing its way up the next hill. And there's a lot of people pushing, saying, you know, it's not going to die. Don't let it die, you know. And that's really the case. You know, entrepreneurism is far from dead, but it is taking a beating right now. And it's needed more than ever. Yep, that's for sure. Okay, we're late on a break. Here we go, and we're going to come right back. With iWowee, you've got a comprehensive video communication suite that will deliver more power, more impact, and more features than any other option. The iWowee video suite offers all these powerful tools and more. Multi-purpose video email for individualized one-to-one messages. Powerful video conferencing for collaborating many-to-many. Fast, efficient broadcasting for elegant one-to-many communications. There's no complicated separate products, no confusing monthly subscription plans, and no special hardware to buy. If you've got a webcam and internet access, you have all the tools you need to strengthen relationships, expand any business, touch lives, and change the world. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience and like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio and now back to the show and we're back to the dash and I have to I have to say something so I was thinking about this you know so many people they look at their life and they say but I can't do a business because I got this job and people who say you know I I can't go get another job because I got this business right And I have never, ever allowed there to be any lines or boundaries like that for me. And so when I was just saying what I was saying, it's like, you know, I have made an entrepreneuristic venture out of every employment I've ever taken. And I have made a, uh, you know, I've had fun and created business within my business. So I think that what it is, it just takes stepping back from whatever your situation is, whatever you're doing, and saying, okay, how can I do this, or how can I utilize my current customer base and do something different, or how can I go ahead and and do something entrepreneurial within the job I currently have? Um, so many company owners right now are struggling. If you're working a job at a company and you've got ideas, don't keep them. Don't keep a lid on them. I mean, right now is not the time to be shy about ideas that you might have that could go ahead and make your company more money. Um, you know, I, I think that there's, you know, there, this is a really unique time and a unique climate. And I might be saying the wrong thing. I mean, if you go into your job tomorrow and your boss says, how dare you, and, and gives you the can, um, you know, don't don't call me. <laughs> but i got to say that for all of the people out there, you know, I mean, come on, Peter, how would how would you feel if one of your guys said, Peter, I just had this idea, and I think it could work about your business right now. Right. As long as they're not, as long as they're doing stuff that's on track and it's stuff that they know is not like, okay, we got to do something totally different. It makes sense. 
I, I love when people show initiative relative to the business. Uh, give back, if you will, or say, why don't we try this? Why don't we try that if they know it fits in our core values? And, and, the and core if your company was do. tanking completely and they came with a completely different idea, would it be yeah. a bad one? Yeah, not at all. Now, I would right. like the I idea mean, that they had that initiative. You know, if they had mm-hmm. that initiative, I got the right guy or gal. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you know, so there's always something to be done with what we're currently doing. I mean, and I think that's the case for everybody right now, you know. Um, If you're doing something every single solitary day at work and you know that you're pretty good at it, is there something that you can do that's moonlighting for people when you get home? You know, there's guru.com, there's a million, there's fiverr.com. You can do anything for five bucks. You can get somebody who will do it for you for five bucks on fiverr.com. There's just so many unique opportunities out there right now and ways to make money that it's, you know, if you're struggling to pay the bills, there are websites available to you that you can go ahead and fill out a profile and you will be bombarded with opportunity if you actually want opportunity. And and I think that's a lot about what you were saying earlier. If people are burned out and they they just get to this place of hopeless lazy, you know, so I'm going to go ahead and be lazy because I've gotten depressed, and and I'm just going to go ahead and wallow in it. And, and I'm going I need to my weekend. Not. And I need yeah. my weekend. You know, <laughs> I need my weekend. You know what? I needed a lot of weekends. You know, but I worked through them anyway. You know, right. and and sometimes you know what? I do choose to preserve the space of my weekend, but it's not out of a victim stance. You know, um, if I choose to preserve the space of my weekend, it's because I have some money to go ahead and preserve the space of my weekend. If I can't pay my bills, I can't preserve my weekends. <laughs> right. Or if you want That's your weekends, it's because you overcompensated during the week. I mean, if, the you week. Put, if you put in 100 <laughs> hours during the week, you need your weekend. Yeah, yeah, at least for sleep, if nothing else. <laughs> exactly. Now let's talk about that Absolutely. little Fiverr thing, because a lot of people don't know about that. I've used some of their services when I wanted to do some cool artwork, or even we did a little puppet movie on one of our things. So people might not know what that is. So it's, what is it, F5, it's 5 and then 2Rs.com. And basically what it is is they let you do whatever you want for 5 bucks. You sell your wares. So if you made a piece of jewelry you want to sell for 5 bucks, or if you made a movie or a voiceover. I had a guy do a rap song for me for $5. Yeah, I mean, this right now, I will puppet rap for $5. You know, rap. like yes. somebody will puppet rap for you on video or on a birthday. They'll sing a birthday song. They'll do whatever you want for 5 bucks. okay? Yep. So if you wanted, like, something unique for your dad for Father's Day, if you want to do something cool, you know, for, you know, on a video and send a video email to somebody and you want to puppet rap, it, it's there. And so if if you can think of something that you would do for five bucks and you put it up there, you could be making $5 bills all day. You know, it could take you 10 minutes. Well, you know, that's 30 bucks an hour if you get six an hour. Right. You know, there's or, so or many. Or never made $5 before from someone else. It's a great start. It's a great like start. Like some people might look at it, it's only $5. Well, if you could make $5, then you could learn how to make 50 bucks or $500 or $5,000. It's the same sometimes skills. It's the same sometimes everything. So start somewhere, and Fiverr is a killer platform for people to be able to make the 5 bucks. So mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. Entrepreneurial spirit. Got to love it. If more people did stuff like that for fun or entertainment or just to learn, it would be great. 
Absolutely, and and it is a good place to start. You know, like there's so many different ways that we can go ahead and get outside the box and get out of the rut that we're in. And and I say outside the box. You know, I I love the physical, the little thing that you can do to go ahead and draw the box. Okay, and and I'm gonna get it and I'm gonna bring it to next Tuesday's show. Maybe remind me to do this so that because I, I don't remember it right now, so I can't uh, I can't go ahead and um, I can't do it on the show, but I'll do it next next week. And it, it's a physical box. We, it's how people see things, okay? We see ourselves inside these constraints and these limitations. And if we can just go ahead and chink that wall, you know, we can chink through it. Even if, even if it's five bucks, you make five bucks. And Peter's right about this because when Alex and I were in Thailand, this is an interesting story. We, I found myself locked out of my Citibank card, okay? We had an issue with a company in South Africa, and they kept taking money that was not theirs to take. And so I had to lock myself in a foreign country out of all of our money and have them overnight me a new Citibank card. And it was my debit card, so it was the only money that we had. We had no credit cards, just this one account. And we made sure of it because we wanted to keep ourselves secure while we traveled. Well, what happened was it was a Friday. It was my birthday, and we end up, and we, we have no money, and we're up at the Tiger Temple. I wanted to go see the tigers that the monks have up at the Tiger Temple for my birthday. So we get up there. We have just a little bit of money, and we ended up falling short on the money. So we were down to our last 10 bet. We split a bowl of rice. We had no idea how we were going to get 45 minutes by bus to Bangkok to get to the Citibank, which we would then need a taxi to get to, to get to the new debit card to get to where we could unlock our money. Now, we had in South Africa learned to knot jewelry. This is how Savage Traders was born. We learned how to knot jewelry, and it was a very therapeutic Zen kind of a thing. I could knot this jewelry, and I wouldn't think about anything but the jewelry. Now you say it not, like as in, K, like as in K-N-O-T. K-N-O-T. Like yeah. it's micro-macrame. You take this cord and you not make these knots in this jewelry. And as you are making these knots, um, this beautiful piece of jewelry becomes in front of your eyes. Um, hold on. Don't take the making boxes. <laughs> I'm telling Alex not to take the making boxes. I'm going to make some jewelry tonight. Um, because it's beautiful Zen kind of work. It's something that you can go ahead and not and not and not and not. And all you can think about is the knots, because if you think about something else, then you make a mistake, and you have to go back and take the knots out, right? So I was going through a really challenging time in my life, and I really wanted to go ahead and find something that would allow me to go ahead and just become mindless. It's a state of mindlessness, and and they teach you this, and all over Asia, and all of these, and yoga, and all of these different wonderful things, and meditation. It's all about getting rid of all the chatter in the mind and becoming mindless. So nodding jewelry did that for me, and so as we were in Abu Dhabi and we were in Africa, and I was learning to do this nodding, and I'm nodding and I'm nodding. Well, we made all this jewelry between Alex and I. And I looked at him and I said, well, 
we can find out whether our jewelry is worth somebody buying it. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, this is exactly how we can find out if our jewelry can, you know, make it okay. So we went to a couple of shops, and the second shop bought us out. I'm talking like every piece of jewelry we were willing to sell, they bought. It was 800 baht. Now, in U.S. dollars, it's not a lot. 800 baht that day, that moment, was not only our survival for a week, it gave us our bus trip. It gave us our next our next several days in a hotel. It gave us money for food. It gave us our, our trip to the bank. It got me my debit card. It gave us everything. And it put us in the jewelry business. Because what we found out that day was not only were, were people willing to buy it one piece at a time, but, but wholesalers were willing to fill their stores with it. And, you know, that moment of dire need and desperation, no money for food, no money for a ride, no way to get to the bank in a foreign country, gave us our gift of we could travel the world and be okay financially, even if we you know, had only a couple of bucks. If we had some cord and we had some stones, we could be okay. We could eat. We would be okay. And so, you know, that's the that's the gift of Fiverr.com. That's it, right there in a nutshell. Um, you know, any one of us, we can find our way and we can be okay as long as we just, you know, trust that creative spirit that's within each and every one of us. Great right? story. Great story. Thanks. And for all Thanks. those people that sometimes think about adversity like it's a bad thing, if it mm-hmm. wasn't that scenario exactly the way it was, chances are you might have made jewelry, but you would have never sold it. Or to the Right, and now, you know, this week we go up to Wakarusa and we sell our jewelry every single year and our family gets a family vacation even when we don't have any cash. We get a booth, we go up onto the mountain, we listen to music and we dance in the sunshine as a family and we have our booth and we make jewelry together and it's what we do every single year. Because, you know, it's $20,000 for a Club Med vacation. Or we can go up to Wakarusa every single year as a family like we do on Wednesday, tomorrow, this year. And um, we get two beautiful weekends and we have the best time and we get together as a family and our friends show up from all over the country. And uh, it's it's the best time in the whole world. And we do it every year because of that moment in time where we were totally bust and didn't know what else to do. So it's amazing. Yep. So for those people that want to take a shot, you know, you got plenty of opportunities, and you could do it from home. You don't have to fly all the way across the world. (laughs) You don't even have to go to Thailand to be stranded in Bangkok. That's right. You don't have to learn how to tie a knot, and you can still make it happen. (laughs) Well, what a great show. Yeah. So I know I'm going to be here tomorrow. You're on your way back or over to Wakarusa. Yes. You're going to be doing your thing, so I'm solo tomorrow. And then on tomorrow, Thursday, and then you have, have a graduation. Yeah, yep, you have a graduation. We're so we're going to have a short week. We will see you next month. I will see you next Monday night. Peter will be here tomorrow. And for all of you, make your dash count. Go not something. <laughs> see you later. Thanks. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. At the Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, Click follow on the top of any show. 
Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.